I'm over here now. Pardon the interruption, no need for introduction. It's the drunken monk. Turn this shit up a little, son. My bucket up in smoke, sipping Bacardi till I'm giving my car keys to Jimmy Ferrari. And we out, about to go jump in a mosh pit full of hundreds of hot chicks saying something obnoxious like, I gotta put my foot in your ass permit. When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn blast furnace. here now we're over here now watch the hair we're over here now um the broken blast furnace is sponsored by uh generation records where we are sitting right now located at 210 thompson street in the west village in new york city um go to generationrecords.com and uh check out what they have on that site mark said that he doesn't even have a website but he does so i don't even know what that means um (laughs) follow them on instagram at generation records um, follow them on Twitter at Generation Racks. I don't know if they're really too active on there, but the main place is the website and Generation Records on Instagram. Um, this po- podcast is also sponsored by New Republic Printing. Shout out to Steve McCarthy. Uh, go to newrepublicprinting.net. Um, check out their, I guess it's, I don't know, I always like, like draw a blank. It's like the drop down menu where they have all their clothes. I don't know what it is. Like all the options of merch that you can get shit printed on. Stock page. Yeah, I guess something like that. You figure it out. Go to go to newrepublicprinting.net and you could get anything printed on any kind of clothes you want. Um, super, super, super reasonable. There's no screen fees. There's no setup fees. And if you get this stuff and anything shipped to a commercial address like your job or something like that, it's free shipping. So you can get 5,000 shirts made and have 100 boxes delivered to your job for free. Nobody does that shit, and I've been using them on and off for like 10 years for different things. My girls use them. So even before they were a sponsor, I recommended them to everybody. So What was that website again? NewRepublicPrinting.net. They used to be called Death Star, and they used to do a lot of like Murphy's Law, Agnostic Front. Like they they did everything. Steve did a whole bunch, and then he changed. I think he got divorced. It was because obviously he's a big Star Wars guy. Yeah. So it was Death Star. And then I guess he got divorced and then reopened his business because now it's called the New, New Republic. Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Moving now, into trilogy. Ex- uh. Exactly. So now he's like bigger than ever. Like when I first started using him over 10 years ago, he was like a small little, but he's so much bigger now. And he right. just does, you know, it used to be like like a four week turnaround time because he's in like Birmingham, Alabama or something right, like right. that. But. Now it's like I ordered like the shirts that I have and stuff like that. I got them in like less than two weeks. That's great. Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, and it, it was free. I get it delivered right to my job. You can't beat that. No, free shipping and, is and, like... and there's no screen fees. A lot of people are like, oh well, it's you know a ten dollars screen fee right. per color, blah blah blah. But it's only a one time thing. All right, that's great. But I'm gonna order a hundred shirts and it's gonna cost me fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. How am I gonna make profit in order to roll that over into getting new shit? Right. He's not like that. There's no screen fees and there's no setup fee. There's no hidden nonsense. Yeah, it's like, no, okay, it's a beautiful this business. Is how much, this is how much. I mean, the more colors it is, it is a little bit more expensive, but you're not paying for each screen and all right. that shit. Yeah, so, it's important. Yeah. Super so, important. So shout out to Steve McCarthy. He always does the right thing and he has fucking, he prints awesome shit. Um, he also does like buttons and stickers and embroidery. So it's like a one-stop shop. All there. the bands listening out here. Right. New Republic That's Printing. Dot net. And follow them on Instagram at New Republic Printing. 
and on Twitter at nrepublicprint. But I don't think they're too active on there either. I don't like Twitter. No, me neither. I don't have one. I have one, but I feel like I need to have one. Just to update when you're dropping episodes. and Yeah. Yeah. But that's I, all you need. I, I like delete my tweets after yeah, yeah, a while. Yeah. Like I don't like. I don't like, feel this way anymore. Yeah, no, I don't ever post feelings. I just <laughs> I don't do that shit. Like no one gives a fuck how I'm feeling. Anyway, this is episode. What episode did I say you were gonna be? One five four. Episode one fifty four of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace with Davey Hooligan, Jimmy from the uh, Bronx hardcore band and Zaguri. Oh. Yeah. The Sitting BX here. underdogs. Yes, the BX underdogs. Sitting <laughs> here in the base for the Generation Records. Yeah, this is a trip for me, man. I used to come down here to get all my, like every Judge, Gorilla Biscuits, Youth of Today shirt I ever bought in high school or, you know. All from here? All from here. Really? All from here. Yeah, well, because um, when I was younger, like, I know this is going to sound like a crazy concept, but like the internet was just becoming a thing. Right. And I didn't have a credit card or parents that would let me have a credit card to right. order shit i don't even know if that stuff was available online maybe like the rev like maybe. hq website maybe but like everything had you had to come here still and like in the dial-up days maybe oh yeah for sure man. how old are you uh, i'm 32 all right i'm 12 years older i i literally got internet access um in my home when i was maybe 18 years old okay it was mainly just be or you know i had a computer because everything was required to be typed right uh but yeah i didn't really get the internet until i was about like 18 it's so weird yeah yeah so like uh it's weird like me and julio from Inzaguri, we all used to meet up at like the chase parking lot right next to the 7-eleven to skate mm-hmm. and you know like smoke weed whatever yeah. like the good shit but yeah. like you knew that Dude, was like the knucklehead. that's what i'm saying Funny like shit. yeah i, I think I, I think like a couple of like my more ritzier friends had like nextels when we were younger ritzier ritzier you know what i mean like, the, like the friends do, that like had a cell phone i'm like word. how are you affording this like right. i work at a deli and i you know this is the farthest thing from my mind right i used to like um this, I want that fucking hold your ground fucking gorilla yeah, yeah. t-shirt. Yo, I still have my wife was laughing. I still have my my hold your ground uh hoodie, like the gray hoodie. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that like I still wear it. It's got like a little pizza stain on like the front, but it's a I'll, good stain to have. Yeah, like I'll wear and also like <laughs> considering I got it when I was like maybe like fifteen or sixteen, I'm thirty two now. Like right. the fact that it still holds up. Right. You know, yeah, it, it's my favorite one. It's it's been the one. That, You'll never get rid of it. No, 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 no. I didn't even know that. Um, like when I first started coming down here, I was just like very militantly, like I like punk rock and just punk rock, right? But like I loved Gorilla Biscuits, and to me, I thought that was punk rock. You know what I mean? So it wasn't until I started going to local shows, yeah. and there was like a lot of like pop punk bands. They're like, yeah, we're a punk band. I'm like, this isn't what I thought it was. Right. This is this is a lot different. That's this lot doesn't different. look like the videos that I watched. They're like of like who? Who did you grow up listening to? <laughs> I had the. I was um, never really a big punk rock guy. I grew up like my favorite. Like when I was young, young, the band that got me into everything, everything. When I was like eight years old, was Green Day. Okay. Green Day was like that gateway band for me. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is like this is punk, and then I would dig a little deeper, and I found like That's Minor Threat. Do. Dead Kennedys, like those are the bands. I kind of went backwards to catch up, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I would be telling people, I'm like, yeah, I like punk, blah, blah. And then my boy, Nick Ruger, I'll never forget, in uh, when I was like 15 or like sophomore year of high school, came up. He's like, yo, that punk shit you like, that shit is whack. Yo, uh-huh. listen to hardcore. He gave me. Um, yeah, yeah, everyone had one of them guys. I had a yeah, couple of them friends. Yeah. Like, give I, me that one double sided dub Maxwell tape. <laughs> Maxwell cassette tape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heavy. Yeah. 
but, but he threw what did he threw? He threw like I think the first Blood for Blood record. Oh, um so good. He threw I want it was Shout either, out to White Trash Rob. You motherfucker, one day you gotta get over here. Yeah, we gotta get you on, Rob. I'm very interested to see what you gotta say. I love that dude. <laughs> um but yeah, then I think it had Agnostic Front. It was either One Voice or um, Warriors. I'm trying to think. But yeah, he just influxed me with all this stuff. And I'm sitting there, I'm like... Warriors? That's like 2007. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, it definitely... It must have been One Voice. Yeah, 92. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, you know what? Because then when Warriors came out, I think I was like a fan at that point. And I was like, right. oh, great. Like, new music. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was funny, man, because like... I feel like uh, a lot of guys that I knew kind of knew what I was talking about because like Tony Hawk Pro Skater and stuff. And like okay. it all coincide a little bit. And sure. you could get like certain bands would be on like this. And I'm like, nah, but, you know, I don't want like I don't like that Goldfinger shit. Like I don't really like like this or like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's what got me into it. And then I started just going to shows like my first show ever was uh, Luke Rota's old band 245 at the oh, Mannheim nice. Beach Club. Uh, two for five, two for five. Two, four, five, go. Right. Fuck the five-oh. <laughs> I can still recite. It's funny. I text Mackie every now and again, the singer, and I'll be like, what was this lyric from there? He's like, dude, I don't know, man. Yeah. That was so long ago. He's like, I'll give you the discography. I'll burn you the disc. But uh, Do you have it? I have it, yeah, you yeah. You got to send it to me. Dude, absolutely. I need to hear it. Absolutely. Yeah, I got um, it. I had the Shout average. Out to Luke Rota. Yeah, Lukey. So much fun. Um, but yeah, no, that was my first experience. I, I was like, yeah, like I want to see like a punk band. And they were for really like the most punk band you could be, especially because they were just like neighborhood guys. They started their set, and I, I, I don't even know who, but someone took a stack of their stickers and just threw it up in the air. Nice. Like, my boy Bob was throwing like spin kicks and shit. I was like, what the fuck is going on? That's just, great. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. It was a fun show. Um, I think it was two, four, five, and five cent deposit. I forget who okay. it was, but yeah, that was maybe in like two thousand one or two thousand two. Everybody has their turning point, dude. Yeah, like I, I've said it a million times what it is. So if you listen, you already know what my show is that that got me into the way I am now. Leeway. Oh yeah, yeah. Lamours. but um, yeah, they, like there's a few things that you said, like. I remember being there was an infamous riot show. Okay, and a lot of people like my age might have been there that listen. It was uh, it was called New Music Nights, and it was the only hardcore show that I was ever at at the Palladium. The Palladium at the Palladium, and this was I'm going to say, dis- oh shit, maybe May of like ninety. Oh shit, I want to say ninety two. It was wow. 92. I don't wow. remember the exact. I have the flyer in my phone, but I'm not going to start digging for it. But it was, um, shit, there was a band called Functional Idiots. Warzone went on first, but I don't remember. I don't think I was there at that time. Yet. Right. It was Warzone, a band called The Functional Idiots, The Radics, The Lunachicks, Leeway, Murphy's Law, Nuclear Assault, an agnostic front. Holy shit. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was like a, it was a Tuesday night. What? It was a Tuesday night and it was like, sh- like doors open at like eight o'clock and it was like $12. Yeah. 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 And it was great. It was crazy. And I remember, I think it was maybe nuclear assault or something. I was up on one of the balconies just looking over and I was drinking. I was all high. Sure. Sure. But I remember because it was definitely before before Scratch the Surface, Sick of It All came out because I remember standing there and all of a sudden, I think somebody from a tier above or somebody threw a huge stack of stickers <laughs> and I wish I still had one because it was like coming soon right. 
scratch the surface, sick, sick of it all. Wow. And I wish I still had one of those stickers. Dude, imagine. So as soon as you said that big thing of stick. But that was like a thing, right? It was a thing. Yeah. People it, was, just it was definitely a thing. It was like a 90s, maybe 2000 thing. But that show was insane because it ended in like a riot. Sure. It was it was legitimately a ride. It was like crowd. Did Agnostic Front even get to go on? Agnostic Front played. I want to say five full songs, and in the middle of the song, "Over the Edge" from One Voice. Yeah. Shit popped off because from what I remember and what my perspective was is that the bouncers from the Palladium had no idea what a hardcore show was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine, especially ninety-two. Yeah. It was like raves and shit and disco shit used to happen. Yeah. So, I there was like you know, and, and then they, you they, open with wars and, <laughs> and there was a barricade. You know what I mean? So yeah. All the bounces are in there, so you know people are diving, people are trying to get up, and jumping shit. from the barricade, right? So you know, like a bouncer will get a little handsy, you know, and like sure. shove them a little bit too much, or and then there'll be like one of like I don't know one of the. Like a you know a guy friends with like Agnostic Front or whatever or all on the stage you know yeah and somebody got up and the bouncer like hit him like a little bit too hard and Sometimes he's it. friends with that guy up on the stage and then it's like yo 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 and if and you you could see parts of it on on YouTube really where they kind of stop it for a second and you see a bunch of dudes like yo like like screaming at the bounces like yo like you need to cut this shit out and like yeah, yeah. dudes dance and then something else happened and I think. It might have been incited a little bit, but everyone had it coming. All these bounces had it coming because at that point, I imagine. at that point, because yeah. everything was very tense already. That night. it was already yeah. very like if you just felt it that this isn't going to end well. Something's going to pop right, especially after that many bands. And- right, that many bands and the bouncers were being real jerk offs. Really, so somebody ran from the stage. And used one of the bouncers as, like, as like a launching pad, as like a stepping stool, <laughs> and flipped into the crowd. That's great. And then shit started popping off. Balls. And then, and then the the music stopped, and you could see my head in it because it's really grainy and it's kind of from a distance. You see my head, and everyone starts kicking the barricade. Right. And just I was right in front of the barricade, yeah. so we all started kicking the bed, and the barricade came down. And next thing you know, it was like. Everybody bum it was, rushing. It was like a thousand people versus like twenty bounces that, and, that started the, shit. You know, like the, the <laughs> monitors started getting pulled off. The oh stage. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what was crazy? And what's messed up is that the video on YouTube gets cut off because everyone stormed onto the stage, and I was up there too. And it was just like there was so many people. You've, I thought like the stage was going to collapse because yeah. there were so many people on it, and everyone just started stomping in place, screaming skinhead <laughs> army. I was so fucking bananas. That's but, wild. Yeah, so there was like never another show like that ever again there. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. New Music Nights. New, yeah, t- new it was a Tuesday. <laughs> it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. That's such a it was an very, odd toss for a Tuesday. Yeah, so many bands. But back then, it was like... You get it when you can. But there were so many like that. There were really? so many shows like that. Every weekend, there were shows everywhere. You'd have to choose. Like, yo, Which one like, you're going to go to. Yeah. Biohazard is playing the marquee with like a young life of agony and burn. But then Leeway is playing over there. But then Shia Terra is playing. They're all like the same night. And right. you would go and you like show would start at like 10 o'clock. And every single place you went was jam-packed. Just packed. Wall. No horseshoe. Would nothing. you would you stay local to Brooklyn or you came I would into be in the city all the time? All the time if, yeah. if there was nothing happening at, at Lamore's, yeah, because that was like my hometown the, club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was mostly like, yeah, all right, something's happening at Lamore's, but all right, so but this I, is happening down right, here. Am I going like, to go yeah. see 
I don't know, Wasp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With like the six other friggin' local bands that always play there. Yeah. Or am I gonna go see Biohazard in nineteen ninety three? Like the height of getting right. Yeah, yeah. At, actually, there was another show at the Palladium, which it really wasn't necessarily a really hardcore show, but it was House. Of, it was Biohazard House. And House of Pain. I love the hip hop hardcore oh, shows. So I missed out on some crazy. of those great ninety shows. I it really did. Fucking oh man, it was so many man. The old the old Ritz. It was. Uh, that's the first time I I I I ever found out about Onyx because they oh, weren't they weren't nice. even on the yeah, bill. Yeah, yeah. They weren't even on the flyer, but it was Onyx, but they weren't on the bill, so I had no idea that they were playing. It was um House of Pain. Who was it? House of Pain Public Enemy was the the headliner. And there was somebody else. I don't remember. But I'm waiting there, and I'm thinking, like, House of Pain's coming on. Sure. Next thing you know, there's, like, 15 bald black dudes screaming, talking about, back the fuck up, because Onyx is here. I'm like, who is this? There was just, like, a whole... I was like, yo, these guys are crazy. Out of their mind, Next yeah. thing you know, I went and I bought the Onyx, back the fuck up. Right, right. Onyx record. Yeah, I'm like, these guys are crazy. That's awesome. It was like, I learned something that night. But, yeah, like, those shows were nuts, man. That was, like, that was like a Thursday night, too. Thursday, yeah. Yeah. It's like... Doors open nine o'clock. Right. What? <laughs> Flavor Flav was probably getting high. They they went on like two hours late. We were about to leave. Yeah. We saw he was walking through with a big huge top hat. We were walking notoriously like later than so schedule. Like, Axel yeah, Rose yeah. kind of kind of like late. Yeah. 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 yeah ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of good times back then, like that. Completely. I'm not gonna say different, but you could say it's a little different. Right. You know, it was wall to wall people. All the time, it wasn't the horseshoe, which is great. No That's the way it's supposed killing. to be. Yeah, it was like shoulder to shoulder. Everybody, it was almost like it sounds corny, but it was almost like a spiritual thing going. Yeah, on. yeah. Everybody is just like on being the physical, same, connecting. It's, and it's you just know. the same thing. There's no real. I mean, there was violence at the shows. There sure. always was, but you can't uh, have that many people jammed right. into a club where everybody's dancing and throwing, you know, elbows. Especially back then. There was a lot of gang shit. There was a lot of this. There was, like, yeah, you know, yeah. there was, you know, there was at times where it was like, <clears throat> you know, there was a big thing with between like the skinheads and the long hair. And the long hair. When you were saying Wasp at Lemoore is the first thought, I was like, well, I'm too young to reference it, but right. this sounds like a long hairs thing. Yeah. Well, Wasp, you know. Wasp <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, That's what, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was, uh, well, they were the rock cap. I mean, I seen hardcore shows there, you know, but it was a lot of metal. I could hang up Lemoore's with the long hairs and watch Wasp, or right. I could go watch Biohazard. And, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or I no, go, I get yeah. it. Burn is playing over there with right. the Iceman, and this guy, you know, yeah, it was, it was great. It was a great time, man. I had so many good times. Yeah. And now I'm alive. I really, you know. <laughs> here I for a reason, man. Here for a reason. You made it through. You made it through. The same old stories every week after week. Yeah, but people love them. That's why they keep coming back. Yeah, it's nuts, man. That's why I keep listening. Yeah, listen, I try to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> I try to switch it up. I'm glad I got to hit uh, CBs before it closed because my generation might be the last. Like, it was lame because you had to be, what was it, 16 to get in? Yeah. So when I finally turned 16, I started going. By the time I turned 18 or 19, it was closed. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, Moore's was that way, too. It was 16 to enter, but the first time I went, I was we were 16. Young. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was like 14 or 15. We used to go. It, it was. It's crazy to think about, but now, like, because now, you know, I can't I can't pay my friends to come out sometimes from the neighborhood. But back then, it would be like 20 plus kids all hopping on, like, the six train and going down. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, like, like once again, Biohazard played Lamore's constantly right. before they broke with Urban Discipline. 
you know, when they, the demos were out and the first record, they just were there all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah, they went on little U.S. tours here and there, but they played all the time. And, right. And, you know, it was it was always packed. And I was like, I don't know, 15. You know what I mean? Right. It was just, it was completely different. I don't yes. Know Yo, there's, every there's time a different they played, feeling. and was, what was messed up, I, I felt like the last time I saw them, because Lamar's opened and closed several times. They renamed it. They they, yeah. they 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 put the stage on the opposite side. They made it a little bit bougie from the original. Yeah. And then they re, they closed it again and they reopened it to try to emulate what old Lamar's looked what like, it but was, it just wasn't yeah. the same. Yeah. And I saw it was nonfiction with you know Gore-Tex and Ill Bill and it was non it was shut down, nonfiction and biohazard. <laughs> and this what? was in like two thousand three or four. So it's just like was, a full and, Brooklyn assault. But it wasn't. That's what made me like, yo, what the fuck? Like, like there was more people, I think, there for nonfiction. Yeah. And then Biohazard went on. And I'm like, I'm really standing in Lamore's. And there's like 100 kids there. Like holding their drinks and watching. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck has happened? What happened here? Right. You know? And it wasn't like... I don't know. It was just. It was just. I was. It was kind of sad. I kind of wish I didn't even go to that show. Because yeah, cause that, because it kind of has that little asterisk. And it's stuck in your brain. I, yeah. I, was, I, was, I felt bad. I'm like, what's what the fuck is this? Yeah. Well, like the neighborhood or just generational shit. I, yeah, I feel like there's always a weird transitional period. Like uh, we were talking before about like Drew doing the A7 shows. It, right. It's like amazing yeah. to see kids. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not talking about kids like I would call you know like this kid a kid or that like someone my age a kid. But like, I'm talking about like kids talking kids. about like a 14 year old yeah i'm talking about like a 14 year old like going off and just ha- like wilding out on a level i wish i still had the passion to do right. if that makes sense because yes, like you know i dance and i still dance but like i dance at like uh smart right. these, these kids are fucking like i'm watching kids like throw bodies on the floor Good. and just like wailing throwing arms and it, it's that's how it should be of course that's it's what i'm saying no it's shit off yeah it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing it's crazy. It's crazy to watch. Just it's um, like uh, the first time I ever went to CBGBs. I remember we were waiting, and I think, fuck, I'm trying to remember what the band opening band. It was like H2O and Danny Diablo, like fresh off, like Danny Diablo going solo and all that. Um, the opening band, the music started. Like yeah. you know, you hear like fear, feedback, feedback, and then. Like you remember how like you the the floor in CBGBs was like all wonky and shit, dude. There was like there was like, it was, like a broken dance ankle floor nailed on yeah. top of another yeah. dance floor. Like you just feel the energy, and then like from wall to wall, like it just the show didn't stop moving until the band was done, and then right. there was like a little bit of a the break. Best. That's yeah, that's the best, bro. That's my absolute. Yeah, some of my favorite shows happened at CBGBs. Like really? the last warning record, Agnostic Front. They was like technically their second live at CBGBs. Right. The last warning. That was I remember that it was December twenty third, ninety two. You were there for that. I was there. That was the f- one. It was like the final show that that AF played in New York before they broke up for that little while. Right. And then a couple of years later, they came out with Something's Got to Give. But I was at that. If you look at the CD layout, I'm all over it. Really? All over really? it. Yeah, I said it a million times, and I'll say it again. It's my little pat on the back because it's like it's always, it will always be there. But if you listen to that record, they open up with the song Undertow from One Voice. Then they go into, I think, Victim in Pain, right into Your Mistake. And I'm the guy at the end of Your Mistake that screams, motherfucker. <laughs> That's me. And now so very, all, very and little Jimmy. Motherfucker. No, no, no. I was, you know, I was like 17, 18 years old. 
fifteen-year-old Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was mad, and you know, I was an angry kid. And Let I was it out. A huge AF fan. Yeah. But now, if you go to AF shows, whenever they're done with, they someone scream. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yo, me. You deserve the pat on the back. No, I really don't. <laughs> it was just a moment in time of me screaming because I was mad. I'm like, why would I scream, it, motherfucker? That's history. I Yo, was just mad. You gotta let it out, Your man. mistake. Yeah. I was just a fucking angry kid. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and it's loud and clear on there. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Shit, that's kind of all right. You know? <laughs> stupid, so stupid. No, that's great. Yeah, man. Yeah, great shows there. And there was another, it was, I was so sick of it all there in like 2006. Wow. Just like fucking crazy, but it sucks because I couldn't dance because I had a, it sounds so fucking cheesy, but it was in the summertime and like two days before I like yeah. fell asleep on the beach. Oh, you got sunburned? Bro, like bad. <laughs> you had like, like blisters coming off. It was bad that like, that like my legs were swollen like an old lady. Yeah. Bro, it was bad. And <laughs> like the cankles, like nobody was, touched yo, me. It was terrible. So <laughs> I, I was, mis- I had to go anyway, but I was so miserable because I couldn't yeah, really I mean, do anything. You were going to miss it. It's but... like, dude, if you touched my leg, I'd be like crying like a little girl. Like, right. Like, yo. That must have been an intense, intense it was, sunburn. Yeah, it was, it was bad. I was like fucking purple. When you just blistered. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like part of my leg, like a piece of skin got like, <laughs> kicked off and it's like water yeah it was bad oh man terrible <laughs> I'll oh. Never, certain things I'll just never forget yo you can't that's Shit a good like that. I mean that's a funny memory it's a shame you didn't get to dance but you got a cool story <laughs> I guess yeah Oh man, shit! So, what about Enziguri, man? Let's talk about how yeah um, how this all happened. Take us back all the way to the concept. Who did what? How you got together? The name? Cool. What oh. you put out? Shows? Cool. Was yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've spoken enough right now. <laughs> not, yo, podcast aside, <laughs> we we do need to talk shows because I would love to hear some of these stories. But yeah, no, without doubt. Um, Enziguri started. I was. So I, I was in a band called 42 Grams of Heart Attack years ago, and we went on tour and all this shit. And it got to a point where, like, it ended and we split. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm done with this. Like, I don't think I want to be in a band anymore. I've been playing in bands since I was, like, 16. Okay. I was not really... I was looking forward to being like, you know what? All, what do all my friends do? All, most of my friends are in college. Let me get a job, like, be a normal person, hang out at the neighborhood bars, hang out with, like, my friends that I've been neglecting. A lot of them were coming home from, like, the Marine Corps and stuff at that time. So everybody was kind of back together. Um, I thought it was over. I didn't want to play anymore. I didn't have it. And then, you know, I, I would still... Why not? You were just tired of it? You know what it was? Like, I, I didn't... Yeah, I was tired of it. I was tired of it. And I played guitar in, like, that band. And I, I was like, I don't think I want to play guitar anymore. Like, I felt I had contributed as much as I could. Because right. all my friends were, like, riffing so hard. And I was like, I, I don't think I could keep up with this anymore. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, like, I would still go to shows. Like, I still went to, like, so many shows down at, like, the Knitting Factory. and like Back when I was still in the city. Back when I was in the city, yeah. I have ne- I've never been to the Brooklyn Knitting Factory. Me neither. Yeah. And I was only at the Knitting Factory in the city a couple of times. I, I, I used Pro to Man, go to... Wisdom and Chains. See, they, they used to have the all-ages shows. Right. They used to, you know, at least let kids in. So, that was, like, one of the few spots I could go under 21. Sure. So, I was just continuing to go to shows. And then, I think, like, I started reconnecting with some of my friends, like Julio. Like, yo, Julio, when we were younger, we, we always talked about starting, like, a punk band. Why, why, why don't we do that? Why don't we try that? Yeah. You know, like, it's just nothing. It's not going to, you know. And then it went through, like, a couple different... For fun. Different, for kicks and shit. For kicks and shit. He, yeah. he was in a ton of bands, and he was no longer in a band. And, you know, I hadn't done anything since 42 Grams of Heart Attack. Um, so then, 
yeah, we, we just started, I started writing lyrics. We would write like a lot of like that first self-titled record is just me. Like I wrote it. I was right. like, Coolio, why don't you, you know, play lead guitar. I'll play rhythm. We'll do this. And then, uh, we used to go to this studio out on Stillwell with a bunch of other Bronx bands. And we were like picking stuff up. People were doing a lot of like the screamo stuff and like pop punk stuff. Like, oh yeah, you guys are cool. You'll you'll get there. And we're like, yeah, th- thanks. <laughs> this is sorry. this is what we wanted to sound like. Though, right. like we, we chose this, right? Right, dick. the backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then through <laughs> through that, we picked up uh, Kev Lugo just randomly one night. We seen him, and he was wearing like a Bronx Underground shirt. We're like. Oh, all right, cool. This right. guy's kind of like our kin, you know. Yeah. Let's see what's up. Member of our tribe, right? Exactly. Like sure. this thing of ours, he's included, and yeah. so he played rhythm, and then we started doing, you know, Enziguri, Kane, and it was funny because at first a lot of people would be like, "Are, are you a like a posy band? Like, is this like a positive thing?" I'm like, "Well, I guess these songs are pretty positive, but right. this is just where I'm at, and this right. is what I want to put out into the world at this point." Because a lot of Four Two Grams of Heart Attack was like a lot of you know like drinking drugs you know suicide like stuff like that and my 42 grams of heart attack is it a cocaine that, reference i believe so somebody that somebody, I, did, I didn't come up with it did 42 grams Gram- of blow and had a heart attack we used to out. Pe- we, used, we used to tell people they'd be like what does that mean 42 grams of heart attack we're like this is the exact amount of cocaine you can have in your system before you die <laughs> like that's what we used to tell people i don't okay. know i don't know if that's true it's probably not probably it was not, different yeah. i don't think i don't yeah um <laughs> But yeah, so 42 grams is a lot of fucking. That's a lot grams. of coke. I was gonna say I don't know if you could like. That's a lot, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 maybe yeah, over a weekend, but not in you know. Maybe, and that's a rough weekend. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's nonstop. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so then we still we you know played a bunch of shows for like that first year. Like for some reason, like you were good to it. Like all these people that would book these shows, we were like, oh, we would go to this show anyway. Like right. wanted Enziguri to play on, and it's funny because we thought it, we were like a punk band. You know, we were like. This, this yeah. is punk rock. Like, this is what we play. And then people, I guess, just, like, knew me from shows and stuff. I'm like, but I'm just taking a guess here. It's like a New York hardcore punk band. And we're like, yeah. yo, if that gets us on the show, absolutely. Yeah, yeah Well, it we is. Like, not, I wouldn't say it's a well, yeah, punk, like, punk band. No. No, it's, no, it's definitely not. Like You're, you're, a, little, you're a hybrid. Yeah, we're definitely. And it's funny because there are some bands that are more on the metal side yeah, of, of a hardcore. Lot, a lot of that. And they're, like, a some bands that are more on like the punk side you're more on the punk side yeah like we we love like sick of it all and like murphy's law and like stuff like that like you did not yeah, that's what i'm saying and, <laughs> and and like like i was telling you before like to me when i was younger like that was punk rock i thought that was punk rock i didn't right. know the term hardcore like i knew hardcore punk but like i didn't know new york hardcore was like a big thing till i got the uh the 95 documentary with like oh the new york hardcore documentary yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's fucking that, brilliant that that like Love changed that, me that changed me because i was looking and like you know i'm i'm watching like puerto rican mike i'm like i know where that is yeah these guys are like they're from the bronx and they're from like where we're at like when he's telling the story about like his vest getting you know thrown out by his mother and stuff yeah. i'm like yo, i think he's sitting in westchester square like i i'm fairly sure i know mm-hmm. exactly where that is and, and that's where he's sitting and yeah, yeah yeah and um you know it was just it's like a, it's like a trip to me man to like do the Enziguri thing and to be able to play with like, you know, like Lenny being crazy Eddie or to like, we had uh Caesar do the Wolf and Waters thing. Well, Caesar and Lenny, but we had them do the Wolf and Waters thing at Badalfi's. And yeah. I was just like amazed. He's like, yo, but it's not hardcore. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Caesar, right. you want to play guitar? Like I want, I want you to play. And yeah. I want, want to watch this. Like, I want to see this live for myself. Sure. You have no idea how many times I watched that DVD in high school. You have no idea. Like, yeah. you know, 
But yeah, so then it's a we, great DVD. Actually, actually, oh, I haven't, so I haven't watched so it. Good. I haven't watched it in its entirety in a while, and I haven't. Have you ever seen the the uh, the updated interviews that they did ten years after? There's a por- there's a portion of the of the doc on the on DVD. It's like a second disc, and you can watch like updated interviews. They have like Freddie Madball. They have like Isaac when he's like living out in California. Like the, it's no, it's a crazy. I, I didn't see yo, it. It's worth it's worth. I, it might be on YouTube, but if not, I have a copy. I'll just let you. Yeah, you know, I'll borrow it, keep somehow. it. Yeah, I'll get it somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I'll, I'll, I'll search out. I'll get it. But yeah, yeah, I mean that was like uh, a lot of like when we used to go to shows and stuff. A lot of it was like. This is in our backyard. Like, why, why aren't we sure. going to see Crown of Thorns? Like, why aren't we going to see, like, this band that's coming to VOD with Maniacs, too? Yeah. I fucking love that band. That first fucking, the first EP, the still EP, and that first, the Green Drip record. Yeah. <laughs> still to this day, man, I fucking love those records. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love them. People are like, oh, you know, about the second one, what is it, uh, Imprint? No, because they always want to, you know. I kind of, I nah, but those first two records, man. Uh, like, untouchable, yeah. Untouchable yeah. to me. That, that, that doc opened me up to No Redeeming. Of to, course. So for, for the longest. 25 to. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what's funny? We used to watch it, and my boy would be like, yo, you want to skip this shit? I don't even really like it. I'm like, yeah, me neither. We'd skip it. Come years later, we find out, like, everything. Right. So we're like, you know, that's kind of funny, man. Just yeah. never, never yeah. bought into it. But, right. um, <laughs> funny. Be- because of that, because of that DVD, like, you know, I thought John Joseph was, like, the scariest motherfucker Right, walking the right. streets because, like, I think he's being interviewed and he's just standing there in like a like a you know a yeah. guinea tea, a yeah. white beater guinea tea. I don't know what to call it anymore. Yeah, it's a wife beater. Yeah, it's where everyone relax. No one's beating wives. Yeah, a wife beater. Um, a guinea tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My neighborhood it was a guinea tea because there's like a lot of Irish, right. a lot of Italian, yeah. a lot of Puerto Rican. So you know, everybody's got their like, of course. Um, so the Ginzos and the grease balls. And listen, I can say it because I'm part Italian. They wear a guinea tea, but I always call it a wife beater. My, my grandfather, Puerto Rican, he used to sit on the on the block playing dominoes in the guinea teas all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what you called it, a guinea tea. You know, I, I didn't think. Yeah. I didn't never thought about it until I got older and somebody was like, you know, man, you probably shouldn't say it like that. I'm like, no one's offended. No one's offended. No one's offended. No one's offended. <laughs> Nobody's offended. Um, Relax. <laughs> but yeah, so to, to jump back into the, the Enziguri thing, then we made Uptown Boogie yeah, Down. Sorry. I, I, no, I, hey, I, yo, I, this is what we're, this is yeah. what it is, man. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I, I literally have no agenda as to like what we're going to talk about. So yeah, I if never we just do, jump around. That's I fine. Never that's do, cool bro. with me. Come on, you listen. I never do. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's great. Um, open platform. That's it. Say and, what you uh, want. Yeah, to we, a certain extent. To a certain extent, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't need problems and issues. Um, but yeah, we, we made Uptown Boogie Down with uh, Jerry Farley. That was shout like, out to Jerry shout Farley. Shout out to Jerry Farley, who is one of my favorite people on the... I was literally listening to the uh, the the rest of the interview with him and Craig Satari when... The pizza run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm up to the part where you guys are at Amores okay. and Jay, the bus driver, who's... Yeah. Shout out to Jay. He's <laughs> one, they just have yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great, that. though. That's how you know it's like a, a neighborhood spot when you pop in and you see people you know. Yeah. They're always there, and they were they were both there. Yeah, yeah, it was hysterical. Um, you know what's funny? We we went to Amores. Like he says it in the interview. He's like, "Yeah, I was there with the Inzaguri guys," and then it's like dead That's silence. Right. It's like dead silence. Nobody knows how to address that. But <laughs> we uh we went there after like a pre production meeting, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, because oh. like I I eat vegan, so I'm like, I really want to. Tr-. The only time I ever almost broke. Like veganism, uh-huh. or, or like you know, eating plant based. Yeah, uh, 
was when we did the gang vocals for the Sick of It All record. Yeah, and they I was bro- there. And they brought were we you. You were there night one. I was there night two. Okay. And the Sick of It All guys brought pizza and I'm, Square, yeah, squares on Annandale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The squares, yeah, the big squares. Ridiculous. Um, they're all sitting there like eating pizza, and I'm looking, and I'm just like, Yo, it's so fucking <sighs> good, man. The opportunity to eat pizza with Sick of It All, I was like, mm, Is this going to be like my breaking point? Right. But you know, yeah. I stood strong, and I I just creeped a in the notch, corner like a notch <laughs> below L and B, but excellent. Bro. Yo, after listening to the episode, I I text Jerry. I was like, I have to try this L and B because he had offered me. He's like, You want to come out? I'm like, I don't. If it's like out of my, if it's out of my neighborhood, out of my comfort zone, I don't know how to order certain things. I don't just usually go there, venture. Just go there. If you're with a couple of people, go to L and B and just get a half a sheet of Sicilian. See, that's it's all you need. Craig put me on to uh, to get back to the Amori story. We went to sure. Amori. I didn't I didn't eat anything. So there's a picture of Jerry and the guys eating pizza, and I'm sitting there like a sourpuss. <laughs> and someone's like, "Oh, it's with sourpuss there." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't get to to eat anything. They didn't have any vegan options." And Craig goes, "Vegan options? Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Yo, Red Pie." I'm like, "Huh." So that's like a life hack that I just keep in mind whenever I go to like a pizzeria. I want to try it. I just yeah. get like a red pie to go. myself. We did a we went to Louis and Ernie's and I tried it and I was like, oh, this is incredible. Get yeah. like a red pie, some veggies, you know. Yeah, but that's good shit. Yeah, it's a way to not feel socially awkward when everybody's right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So so we did Uptown Boogie Down with Jerry Farley and he's like an incredible person to record with to work with you know because you've yeah. been on multiple things with him at this point yeah um, it was the, the last stand seven inch this is real um the sick of it all record wake this waking the sleeping dragon right. the sleeping dragon that was it but i've seen him at, like I've, i was I've gonna say you guys know each other in for, the booth yeah, yeah like with Craig laying down bass tracks i'm right. just like watching this shit like and lou is over there and he's you know he's I didn't know the songs yet because they're just creating the record. And, right. And there's no music, but obviously Lou has his headphones on and he's in the booth over there just, just like screaming, screaming yeah. shit. I'm just like, and I'm watching Jerry and, you know, obviously I'm not saying a goddamn thing, just watching. Just happy to be there. Just fly on the there, wall. Just taking yeah, it yeah, yeah. Like, this is how it works. This is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, yo, yeah. It, it, it's, um, even, even doing like this podcast with you, man, it's crazy to like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of all of it. I'm like a fan of that's like, crazy to, me to, hear. For, to me, I think that's, yo, weird. but it, I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts, man. Like I listen to you you know, a couple times a week because right. I, I have like a huge backlog, one oh. 150 plus yeah. episodes. Like, I, you know, I, it's There's a lot out there. It's I like a trip. That it's even this much. When I did no, episode great, 100, though. I'm like, what the fuck? Did, did you feel like this was, you, this was your calling? Like I, I should have done this a long time ago with like a tape recorder or something. No, I don't know. It was like, it all came. You're a natural at it. I don't know. I just fucking talk a lot. Um, oh, I, that's the, that's the way you got to be. Yeah, now. I don't know. It all started, it all started from John. I actually, I think I, I always say it. I thank John Lamarckia from Candiria. Really? Yeah. Because we were going to do, I probably told this a few times. So here I am with the same old fucking stories. Me and, when when I was still booking shows at Lucky Thirteen, yeah, me and Jeff and John, we had an idea. It never got off the ground, but we were gonna actually shut down the whole block, all of Sackett Street, for a weekend wow. and do like a metal hardcore festival, like block party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like 
like, you know, John, you know, is signed to Metal Blade Records, and Jeff knows people, and I'll promote things, and I knew some of the local bands, and this and that. Right. And, like, the goal was, like, like no joke, like, Saturday night, like, as the sun is coming down, have, like, obituary play fucking Sackage. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, this was, like, a whole thing. Like, everybody had their specific jobs to do. Jeff had to, you know, get the permits and stuff, because that's his block. He, you do the permits. Right. We'll do this. I'll get security guy. I'll, I'll get this sure. guy. Put people on each corner. I vaguely remember you telling me about this yeah. like back back yeah so we were gonna do I, that I do remember this yeah we were gonna do that and then John I believe came well I know John came up with the idea but I think it was in to coincide with promoting this thing that we were gonna do right and he's like yo we should do like a podcast like, Just to, like, like to promote it yeah 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 and I'm like get the word out I'm like alright you know whatever let's, let's just do it and Jeff had all the equipment we did it on the stage at Lucky 13 with nobody there. Yeah, because that's where you that's where it started, right? I that's remember like the started. first time you had Sick of It All on, it was like at Lucky 13. Mm-mm. No? The first no, the first episode was just me, Jeff and John, and Mike Scandato. No, no, no. I'm saying the first time you had Sick of It All. That was the first time that wasn't... I had the first time I when I just had Lou on solo, Jeff wasn't doing the podcast anymore, and it was just me and John. And Lou came over to John's house. Oh. And then and then episode fifty was when I did when I did it with it was Jerry Foley, yeah, Lou. This is the one, Greg, and that was episode fifty. Wow! And that was at Nova Studios. Really? We did it at Nova. That was episode fifty, and that was the last. You're kind episode. of blowing my mind with this. And that was that was the last episode that John was on with me. Right. So this is episode 154. So this is the 103rd episode that I've done solo. Oh, my God. I just put Congratulations. it down like that. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it's, it's like, great. It's like even my girl, everybody's like, like, holy shit. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is like episode 150. No, but you grind, though, because we ran into each other. At this is hardcore, and you had all this stuff. Yeah, I did one, I think, with Mike Scorff or at War. Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, instead of having all, like, that one was planned to do it. To do it, yeah. Yeah, so I brought my recorder. Yeah. Like, I'll do, like, the mini episodes. There's, like, 30 mini episodes. Right, the mini ones. You're 154 of numbers. And then there's, like, 30 just... They just call bonus mini episodes. Right, yeah. from, like, five minutes all the way to, like, 40. Right. With just, like, my phone. Just yeah, like, like at a horror convention or at This Is Hardcore or backstage at the Voltage Lounge in Philly with Danny Boy from The House of Pain. Right. Like, and that, that was a whole, that started <laughs> off a whole, a whole other chapter with me and him and all those guys and stuff like that, So, which was awesome. But uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's fun. I just... I, and you're great at it. Like I you were saying, have no agenda. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't, know what, I don't even be. know the next thing I'm going to say, like literally. Yeah. You know? And I've said it before, there's only two times that I've ever had any notes. And that was when I sat down, which was crazy. I sat down with Havoc from Mob Deep. Right. Which was weird. Like, I'm sitting there. Yeah, you want to like, have your... I'm like, yo, you're... I'm like, I'm thinking in my head. I'm looking. I'm talking with him. And I'm like, I remember in 1995 when The Infamous came out. I was going to say, the Shook One's beats is just like... That, that, that was my soundtrack of that whole year. And yeah. I still listen to Mob Deep. And I'm like, you're like a multi, multi-platinum, like, award-winning fucking rapper like next to Wu-Tang it's like Mob Deep right yeah it's like and you're just chilling drinking a ginger ale just shooting the shit with me because I have a podcast like just weird so I had like kind of just like bullet points yeah of certain things and I had to remind I actually reminded him about certain things that he just completely forgot about like when he almost died on stage in 
Detroit on the Anger Management tour with 50 Cent and Eminem. Yeah, like, yeah. I remind him, he's like, yo, son, I almost fucking died. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's on laughing. He's like, I can't believe that you just said that. You completely forgot. So that was nah, kind of great. Down, yeah. You know? and, and when I did like my whole life story, episode 49, I had like bullet points to kind of go chronological. Right. That was interesting. Just so you keep too. yourself like on track. Yeah, but I yeah. usually fuck that up. There was like a huge portion that like I'm almost done. I'm like, oh my God, I have to go Let back. Let me go all the way. Yeah. Yeah, I have to go back <laughs> now. The pages. In between this and this, is this what happened? So it kind of messed it up. Yeah. Whenever you get the point. But yeah, man, it's just fun shit. I have no agenda. And I always said it was just like, like, like when I was booking shows, you know, it's, I'll, I won't stop doing it unless I feel like it's a job. Right. Once I, it's not fun, I, I this have is my over, regular yeah. job. Yeah. I don't, do I don't need to add this for another job. Yeah, I don't yeah. need another job, especially for, for no money. That's what, yeah. And that's what yeah. we were talking about before. Right. It's, it's hard to justify it to yourself. It's like, what is the aggravation? What is like the stress? Like, why would right. I take something I love and make it not fun right. by doing something like this? Right. And I'm not getting any money out of it. Right. I'm not. I'm booking well, that was these. like with booking shows. And it's funny that you mentioned before about your, your Gorilla Biscuits hoodie. Yeah. It's like, I have one of those shirts. By the way, he's wearing a Blast Furnace Productions oh, yeah. shirt that I am. And uh, we made them for uh, the the hardcore benefit for veterans. And when was that? Is it the date on there? Is the date on is there? on there. It's uh, Saturday. It was Saturday, February 27, 2016. Wow. 2016. 14 bands. Shout out to Murphy's Law. Yeah, huge shout free. out to Murphy's they, Law. They played for free. I raised just on the on the just on the five grand for the Purple Heart Foundation, but I have one of those shirts. I think I wore it once, yeah. But I folded it up and I just have it tucked. This in the is box. this is the second time I'm ever wearing it, and yeah. I dug it up just so we could. You know. Nice, yeah. It's it's because I, I love this. Just, you know, yeah. It's just a great a dude throwing a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't know. That was a great show, though. That was that was a lot of people that were there were like that was it, it was it was for me personally it was the best show that I've yeah. thrown I mean and that's another thing you I definitely never made had any videos money. from the, no no yeah, I never yeah, made yeah. you were you were definitely shit. like a yeah I, I documented that to make sure that no one said that like yo where's where's five thousand dollars going right and I was kind of not in a good position in my life at that point like I right, could have taken right. that money and used it like it would have helped like, me a yeah, lot yeah but no no like, you donated you know, I, was, I went to Anthony Russo you know Anthony Russo Jr. from a breed apart and I went to his house that night and I had all the money. It was sitting on his counter. Right. And the next day, me and Jeff from Lucky 13 went to the bank and I took a picture of that money and I posted it online right. with the exact dollar amount. And then I took a picture of the cashier's check with the, and posted it. And then I posted a picture of me with all the combat wounded veterans yeah, yeah, I remember, hospital yeah. with the check. So no one could ever question my integrity when it right, came to right. that. Right, right. So and it was a nice full circle. You know, we saw the end product was right. like these veterans got the money. Exactly, they were very grateful. It yeah, looked like they were very what, happy. That, that was the whole point of doing it. And it's like, you know, I had people on, and if it helps your band, or if it makes someone else stream your band, or buy a CD, or buy a shirt, then that's cool. If this Enzigari was only a band for a, like a little over a year at this point, and I and then you guys played it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and we had a you know. Mm-hmm. Great time, great. There's a couple of videos on YouTube from that show. That was a good turnout. That was great. Yeah, that was great. Um, that but, place how like legally holds like 75 people. There was like 400 people. Yeah, there was a lot of it. people. That, Dude, there yeah. was like 100 people outside. It was it was it was crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. Though. Yeah, was no, great. that was great. That was like a nice all day event. All day, all day. Yeah, all day. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. The, but after a while, it's like so many. We were talking before we started recording. It's like. All right, there's ten bands. Yeah, 
and all right, there's four people to have been. That's 40 people that have to get on the same page. Yep. It's a lot of communicating behind mm-hmm. the scenes and this and that. Everyone has it's to get a big on schedule. Headache, yeah. And I don't make any money. So yeah. after a while, I think I put on like 25 shows. Yeah, yeah, you were on like a- that. The last Whoa. one was great too. The, the last one, it was Ramallah played. There was everybody from That's like right. Philly came, yeah, Boston yeah, yeah. came. Like it was packed in there. And I was nervous because they were one of the two bands that I gave a guarantee to. Right. And I'm like, yo, why did I say that I'm going to give him this much on a Sunday match? For a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. And I was nervous, but I made it. And I yeah. was like, once, once that was done and I gave Rob what, what was given to him. I was like, anything else is fine because no anything. one else has any guarantees. Right, so that's I'm it. Good. All bases are covered. And Rob is yep. good. Yep. Thank the bar you. is making money. Nobody has. Yeah. Right. And 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 that was it. But that was the last show. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to just throw the towel in for this for now. Who the hell knows? Right. But I enjoy doing this. Yeah. Man. It's so much easier. No, this is great. Shit, you know, it's a cute, work. cute little microphone that you set up. And yeah, I bought, <laughs> I bought it for myself a year and a half ago for Father's Day. Ah, yeah, it's. A- yeah, because John had all the equipment, so now I just so once this. he was yeah, so I could take this. I have it in my backpack. And I go everywhere. Right, right. So it's like and make it more easier all. for you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I listened like uh, some of the some of the episodes. I, you could hear that you're just like in a restaurant or a coffee. Like Joe from Wisdom and Change, you met up with him in like a coffee shop, right? In Philly, in Philly. Town. That's so crazy. I did three of them that day. Did you? Yeah, did I was you? awesome. I'm I was making the rounds. I, I was. I was, uh, I had two weeks vacation left before I left. I was working in a school. I had two weeks vacation. So yeah. I was like, yo, fuck you, boss. I'm taking my two weeks vacation as my going, two weeks. Yep. So I was still getting paid, but I had two week vacation before I started the job I'm on now. Smart. So I'm like, all right, well, what am I going to do today? You know, what? I'm going to wake up early. I'm driving to Philly. I'm just going to go out there. I'm, I'm just going to drive to Philly. <laughs> and I did one with the Ill Street News guys, the yeah. Schlack, the wrestler. Right, right. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and Joe Hardcore. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I banged out three in Philly. That was a long day. Two Philly, the three episodes, having coffee, traveling, this right, and that. Right, right. Took a picture of Paulie's house from Rocky. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a whole other Danny Boy thing that I got into, the whole Delta <laughs> Bravo urban exploration thing. Right. And I'm, I'm obsessed with Rocky, so I go through bad neighborhoods to take pictures of houses that were in movies. Right. It's a oh, that's fun, cool. It's that's a, a cool thing. way to... That's a cool way to travel. Yeah. It's just a, it's like a nice yeah. ritual. I have a whole bunch of shit in my phone, like places I need to hit and take pictures of, and it's a whole thing. Yeah? It's all, yeah. It's oh, all nice. Thing. Nice. I, I can't really explain it. Well, I'll explain it. It's Danny Boy created, because Danny Boy bought the house that the Outsiders was filmed in. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is for a couple of years. Oh, now. my boy Bobby Jackson would love that. It's That's... called The Outsiders. Everybody go on Instagram. It's just called At The Outsiders House. On Facebook, it's the Outsiders House Museum. He tells his whole story. I'll just paraphrase because I don't want to speak for him because he says he tells a very intricate, detailed story on how he got the house. But long story short, La Coca Nostra, him, Ill Bill, Slane, and DJ Eclipse, they, they were on tour and they had like a day or two layover right. and they were in Tulsa. And Danny Boy's like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck is... What the fuck do they do around here? Yeah. And it hit him. He was like, "Oh shit, the Outsiders was was in Tulsa." Yeah. So he acts like a cab driver or somebody like gave him a few bucks. Like, yo, do you know where the Outsiders house? He's like, yeah, sure. It was in a bad neighborhood, and the house was falling apart. There yeah. was like, there was like, a, maybe a couple of families living in this little small house, and it was there was a for sale sign. Right. 
Long story short, he found, got in touch with the woman who owned it. I think she lived in like Florida or something. He got the money. He, he got he, the money up. He, and... he, but it wasn't even that much, and, and there was people in there, and and she was like, "I need them out there. I'm back on rent." So it was like, "Yo, I'll give you, you give, I'll give you this much for the keys." to get them out after he bought the house and he right. got the house for a steal but then he's like what the fuck did I do because it was such a disaster in there right yeah I can so, imagine after bro, people squatting and yeah so so what he did was he actually he even says it he's like I actually asked for help and next thing you know it's like fucking Ralph Macchio is there Essie Hinton the author of the book is there like everybody's there and they, they completely they, they stripped it down bare bones they recreated the whole thing it's right. like it's a museum now, and there's tours, and he put, like, the outsiders, it's, like, curriculum in Tulsa schools, and he talks about it. It's, he's, like, saving these wow. things. Yeah, and he just recently, there might be some still available. Um, if you go to, it's at official Danny Boy O'Connor on Instagram, or the Outsiders House on Instagram, um, or the Delta Bravo Urban Exploration Team group page on, on Facebook, there's a link I don't know if by at this point when this is dropping, if there's still any left, but what he did was you can get your own personalized brick made and it's going to go right behind the outsiders house. It's, it's in the extended cut of the outsiders, but it's like it, now it's like the little gift shop and it's like, it's like, you know, it's just it's a few dollars, but it goes towards like the education in the area. And so I got one for my mother from me and my daughter. Right. Like, to have be a part of it and to support yeah. it. So, yeah, but no, yeah, it's, it's, a good it's, a, it's a great story. So, long, well, long story even longer, he created Danny Boy, DB, yeah. Delta Bravo, the Delta Bravo Urban Ex Urban Exploration Team. And it's it's another thing just for fun. Yeah, yeah, that's It's cool. just pretty experience if you're into this kind of history or pop culture or whatever it is. It's like, I've gone to... Like certain areas, I'll find out like filming locations from like Goodfellas and Rocky oh, and nice. all these things. So what we do is, we'll go like to a location. I'll get like a screenshot from the movie, and I'll go to the exact location and just back up a little bit and take I'm a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll take the the old the, the screenshot from like let's say a movie from like 1975, and, and then lay it and make it even and line it up perfectly with my picture to show you a before and after in one picture. That's cool. There's a lot of things that I've found and stuff that you would never even realize that was filmed like right down the block from me right. and shit like that. Like, wow, like... like like David Berkowitz, son of Sam, like his last murder was in a spot where I usually park my truck. Right. Like what? Like, yeah. yeah, like certain <laughs> stuff like that. So it's for fun. And like, like when we go certain places, I'll be like, oh, all right, well, we're going to this part of Jersey. Yo, I want to go Might into well. whatever it was called, like to the, 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 the diner, the ice cream parlor where the final episode of The Sopranos was filmed. Wow. I sat in the exact same booth. Yeah, I'll show you a picture I have it on my phone. Oh, shit. The exact same booth, and I, and, and I wasn't able to really put it together, but I had the same exact position of of the uh, of the little jukebox that, that Jamie Gandolfini has. I'm sitting the exact the same... Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, it's fun. That's shit. great. Yeah, it's all it's fun stuff. That's great. I like to do fun shit. So when are you going to come uptown and come visit the Joker steps? There's actually... <laughs> not yet. It's too, it's too much of a trend. But there, there are actually a couple of spots that I have in my phone from the Bronx. 
Really? I need to go. Yo, you got to let me know. I'll go with you. There's like two or three spots. There's a, there's one spot that I'm not sure where it is, so maybe you can help me. But yeah. there's two I definitely know where it is. It's just, I just need the time. But now, since it's getting lighter out now, you can in have, the wintertime, it's like I got to work yeah, 6 o'clock. It's dark. Yeah, because 4 o'clock the sun sets. Yeah. Right. So now it's starting to get a lighter out. So maybe it's like on a weekend that I don't have my daughter or something. Yo, 100% I'll, let me know I'll when you're coming up. up. Yeah, there's a couple of spots I need to hit. We'll grab some so pizza. Back to Enzigura. Oh, okay, Jesus yeah. Christ. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Last year, in 2019, we put out um, a split with None Above All on Fuzz Therapy Records. They played one of my shows, the benefits show for a guy whose house burned down. Oh, oh, I remember I that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, to, to give him money for. I love his those house. guys. Those, yeah. those none it was above like apparition, all. none above all. Uh, full scale riot. I, I, um, I was definitely there then. Yeah, because full scale riot, none above yeah. all. I would have been there for that. Yeah. It was a benefit and it was a show. benefit show, yeah. It was a benefit show was. because the guy's house burned down. Right, it was like his right. family was like in a hotel. It was at Christmas time. Yeah, I'm oh like, yeah, I remember like, that. I try to put myself in that position because I'm a father. I'm like, I would, yeah. I would hope that somebody would try to help me, right? He Especially part of the community. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't ask. No, and he didn't ask me. I was like, yo, man, do you want? The community comes together. So to I, I was like, yo, yeah. you want to play? You want to play? It's a benefit. No one's right. getting paid. I'm going to pay the sound guy. I think even yeah. Jeff from Lucky 13 like paid off the sound guy from the and bar just like, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And just like, just, you know. Helped, was, his, yeah, helped his family yeah, out. Yeah, whatever it was. It wasn't like a lot of money. Right. It was like, probably, I don't know, 1500 bucks or something like that. But here, dude, like. Sure, yeah. It it's the you. least we could fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, hang out for a day and take the money. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we put out the split with them. Uh, it's called Meanwhile in New York. Um, and then recently, in January, we put out uh, the Bronx Zoo EP that nice. we did with Jerry Farley again. We actually got to stay at Nova Studio this time. How I, incredible I slept, that place. It's insane. <laughs> the first day... The they first, had the baby ponies. That, that's... There, I, I, gotta, I was going to say, I got to show you a video of Julio, little Julio from the Bronx feeding baby ponies for the yeah. first time. Like, never been. Dude, that uh, shit blew my mind. I saw yeah. like a little kid. I'm like, oh my God, little baby pony. Did you, you, you saw the dogs, right? Like the dire wolves that yes. they got like running around. Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous. This thing was like running, throwing. A, I was thought it, it was a ball. Yeah, it was a fucking rock. It wasn't. Was I thought it was like playing with a ball. No. I'm like, oh, this thing's playing with a, a straight up yeah. like, rock. Like, yeah, it was like the size of a football um, at least. The first day we got there, Jerry took us down to the beach. Yeah. You know, we we went down to the shore. We took some pictures. He's like, "Okay, guys, now uh, you're never gonna see that again. It's time to see like the inside of the studio for the next like 48 plus hours." And it. it was cool. You know, like I slept in a closet upstairs. Yeah, the, one around. of the other guys got like cots. I was like, well, "I'll have a little privacy." Like shut my yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was like a crazy experience to wake up, make food, record makeup, you know, hang out for a little, do whatever. I'd never been to that part of Staten Island other than like the sick it's of all the way out there. Yeah, it's deep. It's a part that you would know exists unless right. you like were invited out right. there. And that's good. Like like me, I'm like, yo, like, like yo, Jerry, like, where are you? He's like, oh, come around to the other gate. Right. I'm going to let you in. What? When, when I went for the gang vocals, I'm like, Jerry, I'm here. He's like, all right, no problem. Hold on. I'm going to come out and let you in. I turn around. It's fucking Armand. I'm like, uh, uh, he's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Armand. I'm like, Wait, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You sure are. Like, let's uh, cool. So that was like, yeah. I was like, oh, this is really happening. Yeah. This isn't gonna be like a hey guys, like this is so and so. This is so. It was just you were thrown yeah. into the mix. Yeah. And I got there early because I'm neurotic. Like today, I got here at like five thirty, so right. I could like dig through the crates, find a you know. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so it was just like me and the guys from Sick of It All, maybe like one or two other people. I'm just like, 
this is this is surreal man like yeah. I, I love this band since i got i had like a, a weird mix um I had like a weird mix tape that I got when I was younger and I just remember hearing, I'm like, who is this? And they're yeah. like, yo, that's sick of it all. I'm like, really? And then I saw them. I'm like, not what I thought they'd look like, but this right. is sick. Like, yeah, awesome. And then, uh, I, I remember like one of the first things when I did get the internet was I watched the, the, uh, what was the, the video that they had for, um, live in New York city, 91. No, no, but that is, that is a the, great the story so far. No, um, I had that on video on VHS tape. They never put it out on DVD. Oh, fuck. That was right up until the Yours Truly album dropped. Really? Yeah. It's really? The story so far. I Oh, I got to check that out. Yeah. You should. Yeah. <laughs> you should. I have it on VHS. You even have a VCR? Yeah. Uh, No. 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 I mean, either. But I still have it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the way to do it. Don't ever let that go. No. no. That's like... No, there's certain things. I've, I've let a lot of things go that I still yeah. keep myself in the ass for, but that's something I won't let go. I, I had every show flyer from when I was like a kid. Every one of them. Because I used to go, like when they would have um like the Black and Blue Ball, like Studio B and stuff, they would always be like taped up flyers for like the next event. And sure. I used to go, you know, like little me and just like rip them off the wall. And yeah. like, for the longest time, I had this, I don't know what the fuck it was. I think it was like a promo thing and it was like a pitchfork flyer but it was like danny like uh-huh. danny diablo yeah and i just like snatched it off the wall i don't know if that was like i to this day i don't remember what that was promoting but it was like up in my old apartment and maybe stuff like a diablo fest no it no it was like it pre predates that like oh, it, so maybe it was a pitch and, maybe it was the pitchfork clothing line it was de- yeah you know what it definitely was but it was just like the back of his head and right. it, like i just knew it was danny diablo. i was like oh i want this yeah. like what the, he's he's to this day like shout out to danny diablo because he's he's one of my fa- absolute favorite people yeah. but like, i need to get him on man we go back and forth i'm and surprised it's, it's, yeah, and why don't you just do like surprised. a link episode with like diablo's den and the brooklyn blast friend that would be up to like him, a part I would, one part I would love two to just sit and bullshit with him um when when i went to the first time i ever went to cbgb's all my friends were outside like smoking cigarettes and I didn't really smoke at the time. So I was like, well, I'm going to go inside and check it out. Cause like I used to get like anxious about like a new place. So yeah. I just wanted to, you know, like to get the lay of the land. I went in, like all the merch was like set up on the side. I'm just like looking around and I just remember having like this, like, super bleach blonde hair that I was like, I kind of wish I didn't have this here. Like everybody looks <laughs> super like, cause like everybody was like super hood looking mm-hmm. at that time. Oh yeah. So I was like, huh? Like I definitely stand out. And then I just remember like Isaac walking in with like a big puffy, like white bubble coat. Yeah. And he was just like, you know, what's up, blood? what's up yeah. playing? What's up playing? Like, <laughs> and then he looked right at me and I swear he like looked into my 16 year old soul and he's like, yo, what up kid? And I'm yeah. like, Hey, what's going on? How you doing? <laughs> he's like, Oh, it's going to be a good night. Give me a pound and keeps yeah. moving. I'm like, Wow, for that and for that alone, like forever, yeah. I'll always be. You know, he's he's one of the best. Yeah, man, um, he is. And then, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> that's like one of my like when I think back to like where where it all started for me in terms of like New York hardcore, like that moment. Yeah, certain things like like even just checking out the shirts and shit down here, like yeah. just seeing new bands and stuff Get those like moments, that. Was, man, yeah. Yeah, we all have them. And, and like, <laughs> you know, like the stickers, the sick of it all coming soon, scratch the surface. Like, yeah. I, I'll never forget that stuff. It's what, weird. I, I remember before, like, uh, before Luke joined, but when Roger and the Disasters, yep. Roger Moret and the Disasters. Yeah, of course. So there was like stickers all over our neighborhood, all over the place. I'm like, where are these coming from? What's going on? Mama Luke. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody's like. <laughs> the Sandwich King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, somebody tells me they're like, "Yo, Luke, he just joined uh, Raj Moritz's new band." But I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, "Ah, oh, man, I should have like 
taking a couple of these stickers. They yeah. they were like everywhere. They were giving them away at like the of local course. shows and stuff. Promoting. That's it. Promoting. But that was it, man. I mean, like I feel like the whole neighborhood was really behind him. Like everybody yeah. that was uh, like in our because like Luke's a little like a little older than me, but not much. Right. But enough that like he had his group of friends because I sure. think he's like the youngest of that group, mm-hmm. and like my mine was my group of friends yeah. and we were like the young kids that these guys were like, you guys are listening to bullshit here. Check yeah. this out. This right. is better for you. Like, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, like I have nothing but love and respect for like Mackie, Tyke, Luke, yeah. sure. uh, the critic, the guys that did, you know, two, four, five. And that's what really brought me in. I was like, this is a band from my neighborhood that like, I love this. Like, this is like modern history. Cause everything I had known before that was watching documentaries, reading sure. magazines, you know, all this, like just listening to past stuff. Yeah. Like I said, like I started at the, you know, like the end and then worked my way back up to like the modern times. Right. So then to realize like, Oh, like Roger Moritz still making music. Yeah. He's got a new band. Never Luke's stopped. in this. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was... Let's listen to the alligators. That's, 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 that's Roger. It's <laughs> right. A, right. It's, it's brilliant. That one, that little alligators record is fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, the dude never stopped. He's he's always grinding. I have mad respect for him, and that's another person that I need to get on. Oh, but he's just oh, yeah. he's down. I, yeah. I spoke to him like this is hardcore. I saw I saw him at the right. uh, Bowery Electric when I saw you when he was sick of it all. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was blah blah blah. blah. I, I would love to. Talk. It's just a matter of linking up. It's they're always so busy. And yeah. I'm not going to do it in the middle of the Bowery Electric, right? The night. That yeah, you're especially the show. right. It's not. It's I'm not doing none of that. To be. So here's an interesting story about him. I brought the food from Organic Grill for like all the guys and sick of it all to that Bowery Electric show. So I was there like there was me and noodles. Maybe Rich Zoller was walking in like 20 minutes later. But so I get downstairs. I'm looking around. Roger's there. Yeah. He's there. Like he's at the venue already. And, you know, it's all business, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just, he's the, he's the business guy. Yeah. I was impressed though. Cause you know, like a lot of times, like even when Enziguri plays, like some, some of the headliners, they don't, they don't show up to like, you know, 20 minutes before they have to go on or whatever. So to, to see Roger there like hours before the door, like, I was like, wow, this is, this is real. Yeah. He's, he, he lives and breathes this shit, bro. Like for real. I felt, I felt so bad. I, I like bum rushed him at this is hardcore. And, you know, I could tell he was like a little like tired. He was a little like, you know, I, I got a play soon. Like, I don't really want to deal with you, kid. Yeah. But I came up, I was like, Roger, would you sign my book? And I had him, you know, sign like the My Ride book. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, by the way, I, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm Davey from the Bronx. I, I know like Luke. And he's just like, oh, and like the whole demeanor change. Yeah. I was like, I should have started with that. Like, I should have just approached with like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you remember I was in like the old New York video? Yeah, a little was, fanboy moment. Oh, yo, yo, I still do. I still <laughs> do. Like, you know, it, it's, um, it's funny because I still thoroughly enjoy it from a fan side that it's weird sure. when the other side's like looking back. Yeah. Like we we did the uh, New Year's Eve show with Murphy's Law. Right. And another it, guy I need to get on is Jimmy. 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 Oh my God. He's in a full gold suit with I know. gold. I know. So he comes up to me and we're like. Gold sounds? Yeah. Was, yeah. 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 So everything is gold. Everything gold, baby. Gold so, fronts in. So we, um, <laughs> we're, we're like just shooting the shit and stuff and then like you know afterwards he'd end up messaging me he's like oh I, you know i love your band this is really cool i was like this is fucking insane because like you you know with this show like the shirt that i'm wearing we played like you know six bands before them or whatever right not even like you know and then this show the new year's eve show we played direct support for them and i was like it still didn't really hit me that like we're doing this yeah. and then after watching them i was like this is nuts yeah it's an iconic band dude it's one of the one of like the big five i, I had a, a a great full circle moment at that new year's eve show because at every murphy's law show i usually like to start up front 
So, they, you know, if I start dancing and shit and I end up in the back, like, at least I was up front. Right. Like, on the boat shows, on, like, a bunch of shows. Those boat shows when, are crazy, oh, man. So People much. slipping and sliding. When, when, Jimmy, when Jimmy board. lights the big spliff or, like, the blunt that he's got, uh-huh. I'm usually the person to take it next. Because right. I'm like, I don't want to touch this after five other people right. put their mouth on yeah. it. So, like, I'll grab it, smoke it. And then at this show, we're playing. And I'm like, oh, it's Murphy's Law. What's good, motherfucker? Yeah. Somebody comes up and brings me a joint. And I'm on stage. And I'm looking. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Why not? It's New Year's yeah. Eve. Uh-huh. I take a few pulls and I, I'm just looking around. I'm like, I never was on stage handed a right. J at a Murphy's Law show. Like, this is super surreal right. to me. Like, this is, yeah. you know, that's like, good, you though. know, you, it's, you love this stuff and, that, and that's, and you should, you know, dude, I, mean? I love it like a little kid. Like, it never, yeah, never left. Yeah, never left. I still, you know, There's certain bands that still do that for me too, without yeah. a doubt. Like, yeah. I won't just turn you right back in. I won't. I'm sorry. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I uh oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah yeah we're recording here. you're good oh, thank you you're destroying the place buddy I didn't even touch that stuff <laughs> <laughs> he knows nothing uh huh it's a beautiful way to be <laughs> gorilla podcast yeah man ladies and gentlemen yeah so um there's, there's a few there's a few, um, few bands that do that for you yeah, I won't dance for everybody, but like there's certain bands that I'll, I'll make sure, like I'll, I'll empty my pockets, I'll give them to my girl, I'll do whatever, and I will tie my sneakers a little bit tighter. Yeah. So I don't want to be the guy hopping around with one shoe. Got <laughs> like, kicked off. Looking for my shoe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bull in a china shop. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like I've, I've definitely seen you hop up there and, you know, get, get, Right on the mic for like Wisdom and Chains and Sick yeah, of It All. Yeah, one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love those dudes, Sick of It All for sure. Yeah, man. Wisdom and Chains, another band that when Luke joined, I was like, yo, I couldn't be happier about right. this, man, because I was a fan, you know. I I think I had seen Wisdom and Chains play with Stigma and H2O at, um, I forget what, forget what venue it is. But. <laughs> try to find a good place to situate myself. There is none right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, monkey rents in the mix. Um, it's hysterical. Yeah. Um, well, that's what happens when you're in, you know, in the West Village in a record store. Um, yeah. So yeah, among I have the, the people. I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I definitely have those moments too, man. And like I was saying, like as I'm like doing podcasts with certain people, I'm like, this is kind of crazy. You know, there's certain people, I'm just like, I have to like put myself. I don't know. It's like, I'll, I'll, you have to like ground yourself. I'll ground myself. And then sometimes they'll be talking and I'll be kind of paying attention because I'm in my own head. Like, like this is crazy right now. Like, yeah. Only because I have a microphone and like I ask them or people have asked me like, yo man, come on the show. I'm like, uh, yeah. Like, What's your schedule like? Yo, I'm fully convinced this episode's happening because I made it a, like an offhand comment on Jerry's thing. You like, did? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I was like, why haven't I had it? <laughs> it's exactly what it was. It's like, hey, you said something like maybe one day. I'm like, nah, I was like, put in a good word. Yeah, something like that. That guy's famous. No, God, something like that. I'm like, <laughs> and I saw that and I'm like, why not? Like, why haven't I had you on yet? You know, yeah, it's yeah. 150 episodes. Like, Yo, Shit, uh, yo, anytime you want me, man. This yeah, is this is like let's just do it. I don't have any agenda, like I said. It's like if if it's not like I'm trying to get these big people. Like, no, it's like I'll speak to 
dude, I have my daughter on. Yeah. You know, I have, no, you but know, that's the beauty of it. And I, that's what's, that's what's nice about I'll it. I'll have this guy on. See me flip. We'll ask him questions next. No, I don't want to open up that can of worms. <laughs> you know? Uh, I've had people, like, it's, it seems like also, like, like these last several episodes, I've done, been doing, like, a lot of part twos for some weird reason. And it's not by, you know. No, because it comes back around. It you comes want back around. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, oh, you mind if I come back out? It's been, you know, like I had Eddie Leeway on a few episodes well, you, back. You, what are you going to tell Eddie no? You're going to tell Craig no? Right. Like, yeah, of yeah. course. It's like, oh, it's, like, it's like, you know what? Eddie, I had Eddie on 137 episodes ago. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think you do. Like, I think you do to come back on. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Fun shit. What's going on with Enziguri as far as shows? As far as shows? Yeah, um, shows, Eddie, well, you just put out... Yeah, um, we put out Bronx Zoo EP. Yeah. All right. Uh, which features... A song with Jerry X of the Dead Crew. Shout out to Jerry X. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, it's just in, ter- in terms of like shows, we, we got um, a little New England run coming with our boys in Aluth, a younger band that we're trying to get up and out there. We're going to Boston, then Connecticut, and then we're ending it at the A7 Club on uh, April 5th. Okay. So we're going to be down, I think it's 112 Avenue A, yep. the A7 Club. Yeah, the old A7, Niagara. Yep. Shout out A7. to Drew. Thank you very much, Drew Stone, for keeping that shit going. Um, yeah, and then I think we're planning on doing a bunch of traveling because we have a new drummer that's now. Awesome. Yeah, we have a new drummer that's very much looking to travel and to, like, do a lot of, like, out outside of the city shows and you know, just see where it goes. We're Why not? trying to link up with anybody we can in terms of like, you know, we'll, we'll always have a spot for people to play in the Bronx. Cause yeah. now ironically enough, like after I stopped doing the Alfie stuff, uh, the FLC, like the church basement shows came back. We do shows at legendary, this, this spot, like predominantly hip hop spot, but they, we did one pretty good show last year and they've come around to the idea of having hardcore shows there. And, And, uh, but yeah, so I think we're just, you know, trying to do better in the next five years than we did in the sure. past five years. That's, well, that's the whole point, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just have fun while you're doing it. Regardless that's, of what happens. that's the thing, man. I look at it like, you know, there's a, there's a ton of bands I would love to play with. Right. But I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy playing with like our classmen in terms of like, you know, bands like None Above All, Examine, yeah. um, you were saying Full Scale Riot, yeah. Apparition, like all these bands that. They, it's you know we are this class, right? If that makes sense, you that know, makes complete sense. There's going to be a younger generation of hardcore kids coming up. You already have like Combust and like yeah. a bunch of really good bands. Um, but yeah, this is like as far as I look at it, I'm like, well, I remember like Zombie Fight before it was like None Above All. I remember like yeah. this band before it was this. So like you know we're we're at this level together now. You yeah. know, we've all seen it through and. Um, I think we're, we plan to record a new LP with Jerry again because <clears throat> I'm sorry, Jerry, but you're stuck with me at this point. He's like a lot of Jerry and sick of it all talk going on. Same yeah, that happens a lot, though. I mean, honestly, man, that's what goes on in my brain most of the time. Yeah. So to get it out. Yeah, uh, I can't get over this. It's so funny. <laughs> yes. um, 
but yeah, I I think I think we're planning to do a couple like music videos for like the new songs and stuff just just to try to get it out there because like sure. as much as you kind of like, need a video. That's the I was just gonna say like it. it's not my like I I don't really love videos with like I'm not an actor. Right. I'm not trying to like act out like a scene or this. Right. But if you compile like a bunch of like live shit and just put it to the the studio track and put it out like that's a video that that's that's good enough for you. You don't have to be all sorts of fucking fancy. That's the thing, man. Like it, it gets it it makes me like almost nervous to think about like oh like I'm gonna you know just pretend like I'm walking down the street here I'm like I'm gonna look so fucking stupid yeah, like I know yeah, I already yeah. know like, it's, it's cheesy yeah that's the thing like I, I don't do this for to see my face like I do this because I love music and I want to be a part of it at this point you know I think it's just cool to be included it's yeah. it's crazy to think we've been a band for five years and the things we've done and the things we've seen and the people we've come across all right but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we met some, yeah, met some interesting people, some interesting folk. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things happening. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I wish I had a camera. Yeah, or yeah. You should add a. I, uh, should, I need a camera aspect. I was thinking about doing that before, just like. Oh man, hysterical. Well, good shit, man. Um. So. When's that A7 show again? That is April 5th. Okay. Sunday, April 5th. It is the High and the Mighty, which is Drew Stone's band reunion show. We're playing uh, Kings Never Die, None Above All, and Aloof. Nice. And uh, The Great Lie, which is okay. a band I'm not too familiar with. I've seen just I've, yet. I think I've seen them live. I want to say I've seen them, but I, I, I try to rack my brain. I was like, I don't think I know any of those guys. Right. Usually I'll know like want somebody. Yeah, somebody. But yeah, that's that's gonna be a really fun one. Yeah. If you want to come out, you know, you're always welcome. Absolutely. This is, uh, maybe we'll try to get somebody to shoot some footage for that day and be make one of these videos. Yeah, why not? I mean, there's there's people with cameras everywhere. You that's the find thing. Somebody. Oh, and big big shout out to Steve Messina, to Rich Zoller, and to Tim Daly, the Hardcore Firing Squad, Without for a doubt. for keeping it real and for being the best of guys. And they're all very supportive and. Very cool. I think uh, Rich and Tim. The last time I saw them, we played with Cool Keith. Uh, it's, that's crazy, right? Okay, that's so crazy. so this is what I'm saying. Like, we just want trying to do something better. Like, um, we got to play it with Cool Keith, uh, Sly Coop of Dope Rebels, and Ake. Okay, and shout it was, out to Ryan Bland. Yeah, sh- big shout out. Much yeah. love, Ryan. Um, but yeah, it was like such a crazy cool show that it, it was like, why not? Cool Keith, are you kidding me? Doctor yeah, Octagon, like yeah. I'm not. Am I not gonna do this? Like, why would you not do that? Yeah, yeah. And it was stupid not to do that. It was funny because like I was sitting there with Julio and I was like, "Cool, Keith from the Bronx," and we're we're playing the show, and he goes, "Yeah, man, it's fucking crazy." I'm like, <laughs> "Did you think like when we talked about starting a punk rock band five years ago, like we'd be sitting here?" He's like, "Nah, man." As yeah. he's finishing like his ice cream, just because like that's his thing. Right. <laughs> fucking hysterical. Well, where can people get all of your? Bandcamp, all that stuff, like all your social media. So all, all the social media stuff. Uh, it, for those that still use Facebook, it's 
uh, Facebook.com slash Enziguri Punks, P-U-N-X. That's like a little uh, necessary evil, though. You feel like I feel like yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I only have Facebook to check this stuff. Like, the, the more the band has progressed, the more I've realized I don't want my personal stuff just right. out there. Like, me, you know, me either. I, I don't really post a lot of pictures with, like, my wife and stuff recently. And it's because I would be posting them. And then, like, a lot of creepos from the scene would be, yeah. like, adding her. Yeah. And she, she keeps it very private. She's, yeah. she's not involved with this right. stuff. Like, and I, I respect that. So yeah. I tried to, yeah. you know. But, um, and then on Instagram, we're Enziguri NYC. Uh, Enziguri NYC dot bandcamp dot com or dot net, whatever it is. Yeah. You could check out Uptown Boogie Down and Bronx Zoo EP on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. It's all, it's all over the place. Um, we're going to be looking to re-release the self-titled record on like maybe a seven inch or nice. so that's coming this year too. And we're going to have a lot of cool stuff coming up, coming down the pipeline. Good shit, man. Yo, Jimmy, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> See you for real. Dude. We're over here now. Hey, that's it. We're over here now. Later, people.